This is the freestyle way. Tony Dam, back on the podcast. Third time. How are you? I'm great. How are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm, I'm glad to be talking to you. Let's just get into it. So, I don't know how long ago this was now, but one day I wake up and I open my Instagram and I see a picture of you in a coma, tubes coming out of everywhere, broken leg, um, and then it's a GoFundMe basically saying Tony has suffered a terrible accident and uh, he's in Mexico and we need help to not only help him survive but get back into the United States. That was pretty crazy. I was like, whoa. I just messaged him two days ago, and now this. What what happened? Yeah, what happened? It was pretty crazy. Um, not going to sugarcoat it. All it was was my girlfriend and I were in Matalan in Sinaloa, Mexico, for my birthday. When 12 o'clock strike, we were going back to the hotel. She went to sleep because... Um, she had a little bit too much to drink, so she fell asleep. She blacked out to go sleep. I went to the liquor store to get another drink from the liquor store, whatever drinks they may have there. I blacked out. Next thing you know, I woke up in the hospital three days later. Uh, from the fall in Mexico on my birthday, I fractured my femur, basically my leg. I fractured, small fracture within my cheekbone. It's one right here, one right here. I fractured the orbit of my eye. I had brain trauma as well as inflamed lungs. I also broke three of my teeth. So I have a beautiful smile now. But in reality, it's dentures. Um, they did put me in a coma. When I did wake up three days later, because they did they wean me off of my medicine to wake me up from anesthesia, all this other stuff. My girlfriend, first thing was, she asked me, Tony, yes or no, is your name Tony? Is your last name down? I'm like, yes, yes. Is my name Angela? Yes. Do I work this specific job? I'm like, yes. She had the fear just of reading Wikipedia of my brain of like, did Tony finally lose himself? Did he forget his whole memory? She was still willing to love me, but the problem was like, is he ever going to be normal? Certain type of deal. Um, I heard so many stories. One was Tony fell. That's from the hotel. The second one was Tony got in the altercation, got pushed. What is the true story? I have no idea. My cousins did reach out to the hotel and ask him, can we see footages? Like, can we see what happened? Their answer is no. You're not Tony. No. We're not giving you anything besides the fact that he fell. So during that time is my story in my brain now is I fell. I have no idea. Regardless, when you guys did see the GoFundMe page, I'm so grateful for those that did share and help me. Um, the crazy thing within my mind is because I did ask everybody 
drew that picture of my eyes being closed on the hospital bed. It looked like I was dead. Mm-hmm. Many people did fear. Probably 75 to 80% of my circle, people that I do know from the past, thought I was dead. I wasn't going to make it. The three things people thought was, Tony is going to die in Mexico. Tony's forever going to be paralyzed through his whole life. Or three, Tony's going to be in a wheelchair for the rest of his life. Nobody knew. I think during that time, Carl, um, the first time I did wake up, I did see my girlfriend. I was very happy. I reached out to her. And I was very grateful. But then the doctors put me back into a coma to go back to sleep. I think the scariest part is me laying there in bed. You see the whole place and it's dark. I see one light flicker on, off. One other light flicker on, off. I literally thought I was dead. I thought I was in the morgue. And I'm seeing things now. This is the afterlife or something. And I was breaking through their straps or restraints. And they were freaking out. They're like, oh my God, we can't stop this guy. We're tying him down hard. He just keep breaking it. And during that time, I was like, Am I dead? Did Tony finally die? And came to find out they freaking put me back into a coma harder. That's when we woke up a couple hours later when it was wearing off. My girlfriend was like, we're going home, baby. It's been five days. We're going home. We're going back to America. We're going back to California. We're taking you to the hospital. During that time, it was kind of scary. Um, as you guys can see, that were on my Instagram, she did reach out to a lot of people. A lot of people thought my account got hacked. A lot of people didn't know if it was me. Because a lot of people in their mind was, I just said happy birthday to him. I just saw him a couple days ago. Or I just text him, what's going on? Through the ordeal, I think it was crazy. Like, what were you feeling, Carl, when you found this out? I thought you were, you were going to die. And, uh... I I didn't know the history of the place that you went to. To it's called Sinaloa, right? It's in Sinaloa, but it's uh, known as Matalan, the mm, Matalan, vacation yeah. era, vacation area for everybody that wants to visit. Yeah, the first thing that I and I don't know how I heard this. I guess it was through comments or somebody shared something that you had fallen off a ba- balcony. That was the first thing I heard. And then I was like, oh, that sounds suspicious. And I was wondering, maybe you were going through something. And honestly, my mind went to a place of, did he did he jump? Did Tony jump? Did something happen? And immediately I felt a lot of guilt just thinking, wow, was I not there for Tony? Uh, you know, all these things went through my mind. And then um, as the day advanced, I talked to Angel for example, and he, he had some more information and he's like, yeah, you should look into where he was. Uh, it's it's cartel uh, ridden, basically. So there potentially could be something there. Um, and as an Asian man, he potentially stood out within that uh, crowd and he became a target. That could have been one thing. And then, of course, the... Um, GoFundMe said that you had an accident, and I was wondering, well, what what do we know about the accident? 
and uh, there was no information coming through. And as uh, the days were going by, I, I just realized that it seemed like you were trapped in Mexico and that you weren't getting the treatment that you needed and that there was a race to raise these funds in order to uh, get you back to the U.S. And, and get you treated, regardless of how you had gotten hurt. And the next thing I know is I'm just kind of following along um, the stories on your Instagram while you're in a coma. Uh, but uh, I don't know who was posting. Maybe it was your cousin or somebody else. Um, but either way, I was following along and then I saw that you were being uh, airlifted out of Mexico in um, a jet, basically like a, an ambulance jet, I assume. And uh, the next thing I, I saw was that you were awake uh, and you were being pulled into surgery and you were talking to the camera. And in that moment, I'm like, oh, yeah, Tony's going to make it. He's just really beat up. And the question was at that point was, yeah, how were you feeling emotionally? What was going through your mind? Uh, yeah, what was that like? I, I just can't even imagine. What was going through my mind is I had a lot of certain type of emotions, I guess. It was more of like, I should have been the better man, meaning I should have watched out what my girlfriend and I were doing or whatever beverage we might be drinking of like, all these certain type of things that ran through my mind that could have prevented this, all this stuff. The crazy thing that probably drove my girlfriend crazy was even though I was hurt, I wasn't worried about myself. I was worried about more about her. It's a traumatic event for her to witness this. The one thing she said was when the hotel came to slam on her door calling the hotel, she woke up. They're like, your boyfriend just fell he's in he's on the floor she freaked out she ran downstairs she saw me on the floor she saw so much blood it was like a murder scene face down she turned away then because she was like oh my gosh oh my gosh she turned back and she ran to me going oh my god are you okay she was telling me the story and all she remembers is i i turned to her while i was talking in this, I still had consciousness. I told her, I'm sorry. She's like, what? Don't be sorry. Like, are you okay? And then I said to her, I can't breathe. There was blood coming out of my mouth. Mm. That's probably the freakiest thing to her. And in my mind, I'm not even worried about myself. Even though I woke up, I know myself. I was like, okay, you're awake now. You can get through this. Tony, you've been through worse. And you and I talk about it. I, some people ask me what happened. And I tell them, my life is literally a drama, a movie, a book, anything you can think of from you and I, me telling my past of where I was, me telling my redemption story, where I came from, to me taking you to a different atmosphere so you can meet certain people that not everybody that's been through the justice system is a bad person. People make wrong choices and bad decisions. Two, here is Tony moving, being a better person. Oh my gosh, Tony just found out. Tony got into an accident. And 
I knew once I woke up, okay, Tony, you can do it. I stopped worrying about myself. I was worried about her. I was worried about my family. I was sending flowers to her. I was doing all these kind of things. And I never really acknowledged of like, what are you feeling, Tony? Like, what is in your mind? And to this day, not much is on my mind or not too much feelings, more of like, God, am I ever going to squat again? Am I ever going to lift weights like how I used to again? Am I ever going to be this and that? But regardless, you know me better than most people do know me. Is the doctors told me you're not going to be able to work out. You're going to be able to do PT and do small little things here and there for the next one year. And from there, slowly you're going to build up. In my mind, you know how I am, Carl. I'm just like, fuck that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show you guys what I can do mm-hmm. from the six weeks of weight bearing to where I am today. Today is the three month mark since my accident of being able to walk, being able to lift weights, being able to do this. Cause then the day is I always want to be the best version of myself and I'm always going to drive myself no matter how it is. A lot of people always tell me, Tony, take it slow, get some rest. And I'm always in my head. You guys don't understand of all these things that goes through my mind of Tony, you can't fail. You can't be a loser. You can't be fearful of life. You must do better. And everybody always tell me, go to sleep, rest. I was like, this is why America is either obese, depressed, or certain things that they do to not feel certain feelings in their life, to numb it away. And for me, since you ever met me at the gym, you said before, Tony, I can't be where you are when you're at the gym. You become a different person. You're angry. You just become a different guy. And I'm not used to that, Tony. And I have that switch in me of like, who is Tony to be the gentle Tony? And I always have to fight like, who's going to be the best? I did struggle for a little bit of like feeling like a failure after this accident, Carl. Mm. I feel like I fail many people, fail myself, I fail my loved ones, I fail so many people through this accident, being hurt, putting people through this traumatic event of emotional roller coasters. And it sucks. Like, I'm still struggling through it. There's times like, do I talk to a therapist? But as you know, how mental health is for people, most men don't want to accept or express their feelings mm-hmm. you know even those like mental men like men's mental health awareness is things are going on until i read i read a quote have you ever read the book called the horse the boy the fox and the mole i have not but i've I, I know what book it is tell me there was this one line that after this accident made me realize about life was this one line was with the horse and the boy are going through the darkness of the forest. The boy tells the horse, I can't see no further. I can't see no light. I can't see what's right past us into the future. The horse asks the boy, can you see the next step? He's like, yes. And can you see the next step? And what's right in front of you? Yes. The horse like, and that's all you need. Just take the next step. And it made me generate this in my life. Tony, you and many people live the fast life of wanting to catch up on time. 
and wanting to live in the future versus living in the present moment, taking day by day and focusing on that. And the one thing that we don't focus on in life, I believe, as well as myself, is whatever I'm telling you right now becomes the past. Whatever I'm thinking from the future becomes the present that comes out of my mouth to you right now. Hmm. Whatever the future beholds is always going to be the present. And from the present, always going to be the past. And that's when I was like, you know what, Tony? Forget the quantity of life and think about the quality of life that you're living today. Take it day by day and appreciate it. Love it. Enjoy it. Whoever you spend with, be your main sore focus on that. And don't focus on other things of like, what should we do next? Should we go here? Should we go there? Tony, just enjoy life. Feel the feelings. Feel everything you're doing. And slowly let it out. Maybe let it go through. Whatever it may be. But feel that feeling right now. The one thing I think you helped me with as well as many men that was in jail, was not besides nonviolent communication, but the steps through it of like, feel what you're feeling now. Express it in certain type of ways that is not violent, but understand of like, this, Carl, you do something that really hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. And this is what I'm feeling because of this and that. This is what I need from you today. And I think that's the biggest thing that I walked away with in life that really helped me today through that quote. And that's my biggest feeling in life now. It's like, Tony, just live the present moment. Like, do you live the present moment at the moment, Carl? With the cute little baby you have? No, I, str- I struggle uh, to live in the present moment for sure. I, uh, I'm constantly uh, worried preoccupied by things chasing a baby wondering if he's okay uh you know just constantly uh stressing but i do have moments i have moments when i am very present and i'm able to soak things in but i i i definitely struggle i'm actually going through i think this this year 2022 has probably been for me uh, one of the most challenging years of my of my life. Uh, I've really struggled this year. It's been one of those heavy, heavy ones where I would say more days uh, than not, I have to uh, like talk myself out of bed, get myself to uh, be in a state where I can do even just do life. Uh, so yeah, it's been it's been a, a challenge, and I struggle, and I I hear it. But I like you said, uh, I too subscribe to the one little step at a time. Mm. And here's the next step. Here's the next step. Here's the next step. And and one of the things that I've come to realize is that although there are few in my life, few people in my life that do this, those who do this. Uh, basically saved me or saved uh, me from um, not going down uh, the hill quickly. And it's, it's, it's the people who uh, love me unconditionally and are, who are there to really support and uh, take care of me. I mean, this year, I wouldn't have made it uh, through the year. I don't know where I would be at this moment if I hadn't had the support system that I currently have. So uh, the answer is no, I don't. I don't uh, really enjoy the moment at the moment. <laughs> I 
don't uh, live a very peaceful life at the moment, but I do love life. Like, I really love life, and I'm in awe of life. And I have very many moments or instances that I can appreciate uh, wholeheartedly what, what is happening. And, you know, when it comes to what you, you experienced, this accident, um, in that moment I was faced with this, uh, this, I don't know, this feeling of like, shit, I was in, in a bad uh, headspace. I've been in a bad headspace or been limited in my bandwidth, and I haven't been checking in with Tony. I should have, I should have, I should have, I should have. I had all these regrets when I saw you in that, that picture. I was like, okay, that last message with Tony was the last one. I went directly to check it. I was like, okay, when was it? It was exactly 20, 48 hours ago or whatever. Uh, what did I say? How did I say it? I went back. What, what were the, my last communications with you? And although they were meaningful, they're, they're always meaningful with you. I, I immediately was like looking to, to fu- justify if I had done things well as a friend, as a, as a person who um, believes or wants to believe he's a support system to others. So, yeah, that, that, uh, life is complicated. Put it that way. Life is super complicated. Like, I'm not going to lie. I mean, you saw my Instagram post before in Mexico, before this, when I was, when you and I last spoke at Deuce, at Venice Beach, you know, like me trying to go back into coaching, me trying to chase back of like falling in love, of being a teacher, being a coach, helping people be the best version of themselves, you know, transform themselves to be whatever it may be that makes them happy and smile. And it didn't go as planned, right? Sometimes life throws things at you and you have no other choice, but okay, how do I take it, adapt, and move on? Like when I close that chapter, uh, me posting, hey guys, I know I've been posting a lot of like sad things, depressive things, and I'm spiraling down right now. I'm sorry for those that have reached out and I'm not answering you or really wanting to talk. I just need this time to myself and find myself how to get out of this spiral, how to be positive, how to be happy. I, I think my weakest suit is I'm very like a turtle inside of a shell, not willing to let anybody come in. No matter how hard you reach out, Tanya reached out, Natalie, Michelle, many people always reach out, but I am a very hard shell and it's hard to break down. And sometimes I think my problem is do I want to go to a support system or don't I uh, face this by myself? And others, I've, I feel like a hypocrite, you know, like others, I'll tell them, like, I'll reach out to them. I try to be there for them. But when people want to reach out to me, I'm like, get away, get away, get away. You know, you preach this certain type of like love and have other people help you and things like that, Tony, but you're not willing to take it from others. And that's my weakest suit. I'm not willing to reach out to anybody. And when I do, I have this mindset of like, people are always going to fail me. That's one. Two, I feel like others won't understand. Three, they might use it against me one day. You know, 
And that's the worst thing you can live in your life of like, do you trust this person? And I think it always comes into trust. Like, if you really trust this person, then why are you so scared to be vulnerable? And I have the mindset growing up as a kid of like, Tony, don't show no weakness. Tony, don't cry. Tony, don't ever tell people your feelings. And that's why I learned all my life and it's ingrained in you. And it's stuck in me, you know, and it sucks because I do reach out from you to you time to time. Like you see me in the spiral when it comes to telegraph crossfits or things I'm feeling. I come to you, I speak it just to get a better, broad general of like thoughts and things like that. But when it comes to like deep emotional stuff that's traumatic, I think I don't reach out to enough people and I feel bad. I feel like I'm not doing enough sometimes, Carl. Like, we talk about transformation of Tony Dam. We talk about coming home with Tony Dam, with Carl, with uh, every other individual. Everybody always reached out, things like that. Like, thank you for giving this positive word. But then it goes, Tony, you give all this positive word. When are you actually going to really apply it? You know, and there's times I do apply it. To myself, being a small circle to myself. But when are you going to let people that are knocking actually come in? And I think that's my biggest weakness still today, you know. And that's why you don't really see me post a lot of positive things anymore. Like, I rarely post certain things. And I basically shut off to the world. If people really, really know who Tony was at Telegraph CrossFit in San Francisco to... Who is Tony now? You know, life changes you, molds you, things are thrown at you, and certain things that are going in your brain in and out. And I do encourage people now is whoever you surround yourself with and who you talk to and who you open up and trust to, stick with it because it's going to help you understand your feelings better and really take in what people are telling you good bad or maybe people don't understand and just throw just there to listen maybe per se and really reach out to that because there is people that care you know the only one person i could run to is you if i want a broader spectrum of thoughts and understanding of feelings and then or i could run to angel if i want a different thought of feelings because he thinks different ways uh funny story on the side is when you did talk to him he did block me on instagram he thought i was hacked by the cartel and the cartel was going to look for him and take his money and kidnap him and he was freaking out he doesn't know when i call him i was like angel why would the cartel look for you and who are you you sound like you have millions of dollars and he's like i don't know dude you know how he is freaking i don't know dude like oh i uh, I don't know, you know, certain things like that. But I do encourage you, like all your listeners, as well as myself, like whoever you surround yourself with is who you become. If you surround yourself with positive people, you will be positive. You surround yourself with negative people, you're just gonna become negative. You like really think about like, are these people here to help me become better, or are these people just here just to party and just think about themselves? And I think the generation nowadays, like social media, if people do look at social media, it's chaotic. 
it's crazy. It's a generation of who can be the one person that sleeps with the most person, who's the person that could drink the most alcohol, who's the person could party the most, who's this and that. I'm like, guys, can I go back to back in the day how it was still great? You remember those days? Like, you could smile. And it's just like me thinking like so many things that go through my through my mind every single day. I'm like, God, I feel like I failed a lot of people. And my girlfriend did tell me like we were floor of how many people do remember me and reach out to me and try to help me and donate it, got me back home or send me a positive prayer or send me positive vibes. I appreciate all that. Like. There were so many people I've been talking to for so long, and they still like, oh my God, Tony's hurt, you know. And I'm very grateful. And to this day, when people still ask me like, "How are you processing this?" Honestly, I live it day by day, like it's life. Everything's back to normal. I just wanted it to go back to normal. But pain-wise, I'm very great at being numb. And to this day, I'm still numb to those feelings, I guess. Like, I haven't really processed this. I don't really think about it. There are times I'm, I am negative. There are times I was like, Carl, I think to myself, I'm like, what if I didn't just wake up? Like, what if like, it finally was my time and I finally passed and I don't have to feel certain feelings no more in life, you know, that you don't have to deal with the real world. But then there's certain times I'm like, it is time to and there's certain times I'm so grateful to be alive. I'm like, God, I can breathe, you know? And the one line I hate the most is YOLO. You only live once. And that's why I argue with people. No, you only die once. Once you're dead, you're dead. Every morning when you wake up, you're alive. Every time you get into the car and you didn't get hit or killed or accident, you're alive. Anytime you do certain things from here and there and come back safe, you're alive. We live every day you have a life every day and every moment but when that time comes and we die like that day and like they felt it was time to go it was done you only live once it's a false statement you only die once and you live every day it's a true statement and now to this day like you when i sent you like hey let's do a podcast let's make an episode three to have an update from people first listen to me to how it was the second time to where we are now. Life has been a spin. It's been crazy. I mean, uh, just for people who are listening now and maybe have no clue what episode one and two were with you. Basically, episode one, we talked about your background, your growing up and then your decade in prison. And then coming out of that and then finding fitness and, uh, yeah, transforming your life, doing a 180-degree turn. And the second episode was when you and I had been working together and talking for a while where you invited me to come and speak at uh, San Francisco County Jail and me getting to experience um, connecting with people that are usually not in my circle and to get to know them on a personal level and be able to see past their behaviors. And then now it's reconnecting with you in a way where it's almost like you 
we can put it like you've been put now through a new challenge to demonstrate what you believe in, your principles, uh, to stress test all your teachings and learnings that you've accumulated over the last, what has it been since you came out of prison? How many years? It's been one, two, three, four, about six, seven years. Mm -hmm. So you're, so these seven years of you being out of prison and now being a free man, an autonomous man, a self-directed man, and having a new perspective on life, um, it's almost as if they're being fully tested because you are not only a coach and a teacher to others, but you're also a coach and a teacher to yourself. And it's almost as if this accident, this thing that happened to you in Mexico uh, is challenging all of that. And my sense is that even if it's just enough, uh, energy, will, is it's going to lead you to the next level of Tony Dam, the next iteration of your current expression and that which you are kind of destined to do in this world. And I'm excited for that. And when it comes to us recording right now, we had no other agenda other than to kind of make our conversation kind of public and yeah give an update to people um but i think what it is now that we have been talking for 30 minutes or whatever it is it's to be able to share that life is not only messy but it is very challenging regardless of where you come from and where you're going of course everybody has different levels but whatever that level is, the experience of challenge is your experience. And nobody can kind of take that away from you. In addition to that, it's very powerful to hear a very raw state of uh, being, which is you right now, and how you're processing this very traumatic event. And the fact that you're willing to do it semi-publicly like this is really powerful because I do believe that there are many out there that simply need to know that there is one person out there trying. And if they're trying, then maybe they can continue to try. I totally agree. I totally agree. I mean, the first time when you and I did a podcast about my transformation, where I've been through the system and everything, there was many people that did reach out because they are going through the same route and they understand that it was never easy. And seeing that if I could do it, they can do it. Like, look at Campbell now. He's doing amazing thing at Deuce Community Inc. Logan. Mm -hmm. There's so many other gentlemen that are being the best version of something. There are ladies that have been through the same background, but it's me. You're bad people. Now is the question is, how are you going to plan out to be the best version of yourself and chase your dream? Mm -hmm. 
there's just so many of those that I see nowadays that's becoming impacted on the positive point of view. And there's other people that are still lost. It is what it is. I mean, when the time comes, it comes. From seeing that to seeing you outreach with me and your mind exploding. I mean, the first time when you came to jail with me, you were walking. You were afraid. You're like, did I do this? I was up against the wall. I'm like, what's going (laughs) to happen here? You know, there was that. You were trying to figure in front of these gentlemen of like, are they looking down on me? This and that. And all they did was just listen to me. What I have to tell them. And then I wanted to bring you in a different perspective. And these guys couldn't stop talking to you. Mm-hmm. They wanted to know certain things. We thought you and I had opportunity was how can we put them on a podcast and let their voice be heard? Because they had mm-hmm. so many things to say. There's so many things going through their mind. And they just want to be heard as a person. Things didn't go as planned. Okay, no problem. We went to me getting ready to move back to Orange County or Los Angeles or Southern California during the COVID times. That's the toughest time for everybody, emotionally, mentally, because a lot of people cannot be quarantined because they'll go crazy. It's like being in prison. Welcome to my life. Mm-hmm. You know, feeling that certain type of loneliness. And I'm like, guys, there's only two weeks on that. Then it became longer and longer and so forth. Moving down here and me changing my whole career path, picking it up, trying to figure what I want to do. My plans that you do make, it doesn't go as planned. Now is the question is how are you going to pick yourself back up and do what you need to do? Through this whole process of life, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. I, I will always remember on my birthday was my accident. Now I will always remember that I am a survivor because I did live. I am a survivor in life. And every time is I just came to the knowledge of like, Tony, there's no more of saying, just do it. Record yourself. Here you are working out. Here you are getting ready to go back to work next week. Here you are showing up every day, living life like nothing happened. And people can see it and they love it. People can see it and they're like, oh, look at Tony go. Or other people just don't care and it's all right. I'm not here to impress anybody. I do hear certain messages from people I'm grateful for that they say, there's so many people watching your story every day, Tony, just to see your progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love I love watching your progress. It's really inspiring. And uh, sorry for interrupting, but something hit me pretty hard. You know, it does. It can be perceived as you're moving on as as if nothing happened. But my sense. When I watch it and just from knowing you is that you're moving on and progressing through this as if everything had happened, meaning, yeah, like you're not forgetting you're 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 integrating yeah it's really powerful you subconsciously catch me like i that's why when it comes to you and i speak you know me pretty well compared to a lot of people that never really spoken to me at a deeper and intellectual level is i am moving like everything's happening but i don't let people know that in my mind is 
me proving to myself, just because you got into a certain accident doesn't mean you cannot progress in life, Tony. Now use this. It was from being in prison, living in life, me using that as Olympic weightlifter to be better, into now use the accident in life, Tony, of like proving to the world you are here to win. You're not here to lose. You're here to be better. You're here to be stronger. Nothing will stop you. This is my motivation. Like, if people were really listening, like, there's certain things I take out my video that's voice recording, is you'll hear me. I, I was squatting the other day on a box going, fuck you, femur. I'm going to show you what's up. Squatting 155 pounds to me is a lot compared to back then, but that's what me telling myself every day. Tony, just because you hurt yourself, you got to do this. Tony, just because of this and that, push yourself. Be stronger. Be better. And I was like, if your friends can do certain things in life or there's certain people, there was this man that my friend showed me, broke his femur, that's a power lifter, went back squatting 600 pounds. Took him a year. It's that type of things that makes, that drives me, is life throws you trials and tribulations. How are you going to get over it? And that's what drives me more and more and more to be better. It's like you. I see you. Life is thrown to you of a beautiful baby to you and Tanya. It flipped your world upside down. I remember the first time we spoke. Tanya's like, I never want kids. Carl's like, yeah, we're not ready. I don't want kids. And here you are. A beautiful baby turned your life upside down where you're like, I'm so grateful. I'm so blessed now. I have a beautiful baby that we're watching and taking care of. I can only imagine how much I drew you to see life in different perspective, live it day by day, and be better for that precious little baby. Mm, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, yeah, life throws you a lot of curveballs. And I agree. It's how you deal with those curveballs. And, you know, something that you were kind of sharing earlier was that... Uh, you were feeling sad or like you were you had disappointed people and not once have i felt any disappointment towards you uh ever and i think this is something that a lot of us deal with is that we we think other people think something about us when in reality uh it's something made up in our head and the question is why are we thinking that way? Why do we think we're disappointing other people? Or why do we think we're, we're less than we are in the eyes of others? Where does this self-deprecating um, way of existing come from? Where's the origin? And it could be a genetic thing. It could be an epigenetic thing, uh, which is kind of a, a product of how we express our genes through our uh, environment, influenced by our environment over time, even generations. Uh, it, could, it could also be um, a narrative that we have chosen to buy into. Yeah, and if we have chosen, we can, we can choose a different narrative too. But somehow we have amnesia. We forget things. We, we have to remind ourselves every day of this. And this self-talk is something that you just alluded to. Like when you're, you're squatting, you're like, you're talking to your femur that you snapped in half and you're telling it, come on, we're going to, we're, we're going to enter into battle, but not, not 
like I'm going to destroy you, femur, but more like I'm going to challenge you to become as resilient as you can be so that you can be a tool for me again to yeah, live my best life, uh, express myself at the highest level, whatever it may be, squat 600 pounds. What's that self-talk like for you? What's that, what's that like for you? How do you talk to yourself? And how do you, uh, if you notice that you're talking negative, do you have the capacity to shift into positive talk? And if so, well, yeah, what does that sound like? I think I'm the crazy guy. I'm more of the guy that my negative talk is my positivity. That's why people, when they used to see me Olympic weightlift, they're like, dude, this guy's too intense. Like, you heard the way I talk. And I think it's more, it could be genetics, but I could be also believe the upbringing is I'm so used to negative talk from my family growing up. If people listen to the first episode on the, the Freestyle Way with you, is I was, I grown up where mom used to tell me, like, you are a piece of crap. You are cow poop. You're stupid. I'd rather born an egg instead of you, so at least I can eat the egg versus having a useless child. Or family members that have told me that maybe he's retarded. He has retardation. He's slow, you know. He's like, maybe that's autism. And I'm so used to that where I was in middle school, I was like, you know what? F this, I'm gonna prove you guys wrong. I'm gonna show you every negative you bring to me that I'm gonna prove you wrong. It's like me always trying to prove the world wrong, you know? And it could be a great thing, but it could be also a weakness because you have no one to prove for yourself that you can do it. And the problem is, I'm always trying to prove people that I can do it because I feel like there's so many people are against me because the cards are thrown at me. And I'm always negative in my mind, but then I, I find that as a positive to push myself. And if people are listening to this, I was like, I'll tell you guys, don't do that. That's not the best case scenario. You always want to throw a positive affirmation in yourself that you can do it. I'm just so stuck in one way that I'm fighting every single day to get away from that. And there's time I do tell myself positively, come on, Tom, you can do it. You're strong. You've been through worse. You can do this. You know, and there are times I'm negative. The one crazy thing at the hospital, I'll tell you guys, is when I was at ICU, uh, they were giving me out painkillers. They wanted, they, they asked me, would you like a painkiller? Because you're probably going through a lot of pain. I was going through a lot of pain. I'm not going to lie. You know what I told him? I was like, no, no. He's like, really? Why? I was like, bro, I've been through worse than life than this fall. I've been through so much pain. This is nothing for you. He's like, oh my God, what the heck you been through? And I was like, if you can only know what I've been through in life, you know? And just always remember where you've been and having that inside your mind to drive you positively to be the best. And that's like me speaking positive to myself versus me saying this, but People from the outside might think is something else. Like, go fuck you, femur. We're gonna do this. It's not me saying fuck my leg. It's telling my leg, fuck you. Let's fucking push. Let's be better. Let's do this. You've been through worse, Tony. That's why I was telling myself, you've been through worse. You've been through hell and back. It still hasn't destroyed you. Pick mm -hmm. yourself up. 
And I always tell people, it's like life is the most precious thing you can have. You think you've been through, just because you have a broken, like let's say your tire is popping, you think it's the worst day of your life. I'm like, dude, you've been through worse. Just mm-hmm. freaking you fix it or go to work. Uber and come back for it later. Something, you know, find a positive on the negative outcome in life. This is what I focus on is I speak negative to myself and find a way like how can I make it positive? But whatever that's negative in my life, I'm always going to make it positive. Mm. That's, that's my outlook in life. When I first interviewed for this new job that that's almost been a year now that I'm working at, totally different. Tech, working in tech is totally different, guys. Never done this. Totally crazy. Was one of the interviewer told me this. I guess it's just me living my life. And it's just the outlook I have. I'm very quiet. And I answer when I, I need to answer was you're really calm and it's really scary he's like you're just really calm the way you speak the way you carry yourself and the way you sit there they're like you're so calm and i tell them you know it's so easy to see the negativity in life and speak about it and be negative with that person why not just be quiet see the positive outcome to it speak into life and live it he's like i've been working on that for years and i still can't do it i was like well work on it harder take it day by day there's days we're gonna win there's days we're gonna lose you know and people when people tell me i'm so calm i i really don't think i'm that calm carl but to them i'm calm to me is we just see life so many different ways that we're so focused on the chaotic of it. I just try to simplify it, make the box smaller, not bigger, and just live life. And that's why when people ask about my leg or my accident, it still hasn't phased me. I just don't really think about it. Mm-hmm. It's just shit happens. Now get over it. Figure out how you're going to be better. Figure what you're going to do. Figure how are you going to live life again? versus pity me, pity me, pity me, pity me, pity me. Yeah. Yeah. So really having having that positive outlook is 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 key. Where do you think that comes from? Because it seems like you've been through hell. How how in going through hell, through all that darkness, are you able to lean into something that is positive and light and not become a product of your environment, which is Usually what happens, right? We were just talking about this earlier. It's like you are who you surround yourself by. But somehow you were surrounded by a lot of people who influenced you in a way that was not in your best interest. Yet here you are spitting uh, positivity. (laughs) I think it was more of that's why. I always tell others, it just depends on the individual is if you ever hit rock bottom in life, you'll see and you'll understand it. Do you ever want to go back where you used to be? And the funny thing is before you and I are talking, I was at the gym. I was working out. I saw this guy. I was going to the restroom to get ready to wash my hand. I I, I always say hello to people that look at me. And nod my head, see what's up. You know, just out of respect. Went outside, and the guy's like, 
you're Tony Dam, aren't you? In my head, I'm like, who sent you? <laughs> That's just me thinking about who sent you. We're in Santa Ana. Who sent you? Mm-hmm. Um, he was like, it's me, blah, blah, blah. I can't remember his name. I'm not going to lie. I don't, I don't remember who he is. He's like, we went to high school together. I was like, we went to high school together. He's like, you know this person? You remember this person? I was like, no. And then he was like, dude, like, you don't remember who I am? I was like, honestly, I have to see a picture when we were kids of your face, then maybe I'll remember you. And we were just talking for a little bit. He's like, you remember this person, this person? Didn't you date this person? I was like, no, I didn't date this person. You remember this guy? I was like, yeah, funny thing is we became very bad enemies growing up because of the gang violence and how we Mm. changed our lives. And he was like, dude, I remember you. You were you had slick back hair. You had a fade. You were like five tens. You were dickies. You wore chucks. He was just naming all this stuff for how I used to dress growing mm-hmm. up. And I was like, man, bro, that's not even who I am anymore. Wow. Like my life changed. I was like, I'm not like that. I was like, what do you do for work? You know what I mean? He's like, oh, I sell marijuana now. I go from Oregon and back. He's like, what do you do? I was like, I work in some. It's crazy stuff that's in tech that deals with certain people that I can't talk about. He's like, that's what you do now? I was like, yeah. I was like, and I told him, I, I was in prison. I just got out this X, X amount of years ago. He's like, what? And me, him just refreshing my reminding me, like, I don't want to go back to that. This is why I drive the positive out of me of like, Tony, you never want to go back where you used to be. You don't ever want to do this certain things to drive you back to who you used to be. You don't want to just be in that position anymore. You don't want to be that person that the people label you at that time. Like There's thoughts that go through your mind sometimes when you're at your worst, but nothing will beat when you are at rock bottom. So I find the positive of it because I'll look at old pictures of me sometimes like on my prison pictures of my game pictures, of other stuff, to remind myself, are you doing what you promised yourself to do? Be mm-hmm. Are you promised yourself to be the best person you can be? Because at the end of the day, yes, you knew it. I wanted to help kids at risk when it came to the gym. You found mm-hmm. risk. It didn't go as planned, but now all I can do is do the same thing when it comes to my girlfriend's family or her kids of like showing them like when I respect your mom is because I respect her and who she is and what she does. She's been through hell and bad and she's still here fighting for you guys of her understanding of see of them understanding of like just respect Mm -hmm. show respect to your mom show love be grateful be thankful and that's the positive I push on kids now even though it's not what I thought it would be, we've at risk now is that a different type of circle. Mm-hmm. And whatever your plan may be, whatever picture you had that you painted for the future, hey, it might be different. Maybe the youth at risk, it might be somebody's kids. Mm-hmm. Maybe the coaching that you wanted to do is maybe you're teaching your significant other or their kids or their family of how to work out properly. It never is going to be what you expect, but I'm always grateful because I still do what I love. And that's teaching my 
girlfriend, her son, how to work out, do certain things, and enjoy it. You know, it's still me teaching them and coaching them. And it's never by my words. I rather use my actions for people to see, to mimic, and understand, or ask questions, you know? And the one beautiful thing is when you do really believe it, it's going to come out of your action more than just your words. The most crazy thing I ever had that's really positive in my life, Carl, is the way I spoke to my girlfriend at the gym, always pushing her to be the best version and all these things. There was a kid next to us that said, bro, he don't make people like you no more. And to me, I was like, dude, you're a kid. He's like, you only see this online. Dude, let me shake your hand. Like, this is the type of relationship I look for with another person another person I love or whatever it may be. Thank you for showing me that today. And I don't even know who the kid was. I was like, man, it's just life, bro. You just got to live your best life, the most positive mm-hmm. way you can be. And you never know who's watching. That's a big one. That's yeah, the most huge know. thing. It's you have to, like, you don't do it for show. You just do it because that's who you are. And that's how you live your life. And there's always going to be people watching. You might be that small little spark or a light that changes their life. Mm-hmm. And that brings the positivity. And that's when they come to you and they're attracted to you. That's the calmness. That's the light. That's the fire. That's everything that people want to come to you. Like me, me, you the first time. What led me to you is because Carl could do help you with muscle up. No. It was a little more than that. It's just that's when you hurt your back. I believe you had, you heard any of mm-hmm. this and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And you were slowly coming back, just trying to feel alive again. You remember that? Mm-hmm. And then all the whole point was people was the goal is who the fuck is Carl? Nobody knew. Right. At Nobody the gym. knew there. Nobody awesome. knew. And the whole point was when we did find out it was great, but overall it's just you coming there, showing up, working out, being a positive person. Even you might be in the negative one because of the drama that you're running through. You came there with a smile. And that's what led people want to talk to you. Because you came there with a smile intentionally. No, you were just trying to enjoy your time there and live life. Mm -hmm. And people loved it. And I loved it. And that just led me to you. And Mm -hmm. that's our relationship, you know? Yeah, that's really beautiful. Or you could be like Angel when, when he came there. Everybody's like, oh, my God, is my workout going to die today? <laughs> like, is he angry today? You know, that's a moment in life that people, that's why I tell them, like, dude, you got, you just got to be the positive. Oh, sorry. I had to put the charger. You just got to be the positive man in life and be better. Uh, and that's how I live my life now, Carl. It's like, just be positive, be better, and just... Do it because you want to. Don't do it because you feel like you need to. And I think we we're stuck there. Yeah, no, that's 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 exactly right. I mean, so many people have an agenda. Or rather, the agenda comes before themselves. So they they present, they perform, they say, they do based on the agenda and not based on who they truly are. And that that facade is unfortunately limited in nature. You're not going to get as far as you think you're going to get 
just because you have this master plan or you think you can you know get people to buy into whatever it is that you're trying to sell because at the end of the day what you're really looking for is some kind of connection and you're trying to meet a basic human need and it comes associated with a feeling and that feeling has a narrative like a way that you think a story and that story is everything and I think what's cool about what you're sharing here is that you have a story that is ongoing, that hasn't concluded. There, there's come to the end of a chapter, and you've started new chapters, but it's in the making, and you're the director, and you're choosing to direct. Basically, what we're seeing is the hero's journey in, in action here uh, through your life. But you're choosing to uh, guide the expression of who you are in this world to a place that is going to produce a positive outcome, not only for yourself, but for others, is going to be impactful. And you're willing to accept the reality of how that is being expressed. And uh, furthermore, allowing that to be enough. And I think that right there is something that to me is really inspiring because I struggle every day to uh, reconcile not meeting my potential, the potential that I see that I have and feel like, ah, I'm constantly falling short, constantly falling short. And I think this is the high performer's dilemma. You know, it's the the person who is... uh, interested in growing is this is the dilemma of growth is that you will never meet the potential but you can be trending towards it and that is that's going to have to be enough yeah i think this is where i have used this quote so many times but this is uh, by ramdas he says i work on myself as an offering to you i work with you as a way of working on myself that means that uh you can also spin it like i i I, I train to be the best version of myself so I can give you something, but I'm giving you something because I want to continue to work on myself. So it can be a fully selfish endeavor, yet include other people in connection. And I think that's that's the gist of it. I don't know. It comes down to that for me. Um, Tony, uh, to bring this to a wrap, I, there's there's so, so many other things that we could talk about, but my 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 gut says we're going to have an episode four. And there will be something interesting there as well. But uh, for, for now, what's, what's some parting words that you can maybe share with, with me or with, uh, with the listeners? Finding the positive outcome of every negative and applying it. Doing it because you believe in it, you stand on it, you love it, and that's your value. Which will have other people watching you that you're not doing it for them, but it's for yourself and go, that's who? I want to aspire to be, not to be like you, but to aspire having that outcome, that positivity, and using it in their life. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't cost money to smile. It doesn't cost money to say hello. It doesn't cost money to say thank you. And just spreading true love in this world that the, our life is not having because other people are in such a worse torment in their life. Having your smile every day on my Instagram or my TikTok, it makes me happy. Be- Why? Because your smile, your radiant love, 
it affects everybody else that's just watching this just scrolling go hey look at Tara he's smiling he's so happy you know and that's that's my part where it's like mm-hmm. just do things to do it because you believe in it and that's your value just don't do it because you want mm. to impress others don't impress others impress yourself you know fake it fake it to make it and people always misunderstand this saying fake it meaning fake that feeling until it becomes that feeling in your yeah. life that you probably made and that's why i hate when people say just fake it to make it i was like do you understand that saying and my thing is always tell others do it because mm-hmm. that's who you are don't do it just because you saw it on Carl's Instagram that you are jealous, you know? Right. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's a big one. Maya Angelo says, um, um, whatever you want, you have to be first. So if you if you want a friend, you have to be a friend. If you want to, you know, if you want to be rich, you need to be rich. What does that mean? Like, what does being rich really mean? Uh, if you want to, you know, if you want health, you have to be healthy. What does that mean? It's asking you these things. And, you know, uh, I appreciate you saying the the smile thing because I genuinely, like, I've always smiled my whole life. I don't know what it is, but I, I smile because I genuinely enjoy the, the moment. Even even when it sucks, like, I, I tend to default to smile. And it's it's funny because this this year, uh, as I said, has been emotionally very challenging. Just certain things have really come up that I've I realized. Okay, I need to reconcile a lot that I haven't worked on. But um, I I realized that when I was I was going to therapy, every time I was talking to my therapist, I was like, I hear myself complaining here and saying these things, and although they are true, and I do feel them. They're not who I am. And it took me a while of going to therapy to get to the point where I was like, oh, let me just say the craziest shit that is in my mind right now. Let me just say it, even if it's not true, just because it's there, and see what's on the other side. And every single time on the other side, there's this. I'm like, oh, I'm pretty cool. I'm, I'm doing good. You know, I, I feel good. I'm smiling. I'm happy. Things are all right. And you know, I do think that is something that <clears throat> is potentially a universal truth for the human experience. And it depends on who you are and what you've experienced. You're going to have a thicker layer of bullshit to, to unpack. Uh, but once you unpack it at the bottom, it's just like when we were at San Francisco County Jail. Yeah, we had... Uh, white supremacists in there. We had um, rapists. We had whatever. All of these really terrible things. Yet, yet, they were not that. Wow, that's insane. And the cool thing is that you know something I learned that day was that uh, none of these people are going to remember my name. They may like remember some person that came through, but they they may not even remember that moment they have that happen so many times but maybe there's one piece of information that they don't even know where it came from that was a catalyst for some kind of positive change and that's enough i don't know i like to play that game in my mind of just thinking no oh, you're constantly just planting seeds you just don't even know where you're planting them tony my friend i love you thank you for everything um i appreciate you i admire you 
and I'm so glad we did this. And I hope people who uh, listened can appreciate who you are in the process of continuing to transform yourself and transform the world you live in. Uh, thank you. I really, really appreciate it. I'm just glad to always be able to speak to you because it's honestly is therapy to me because you really think what you are saying. You really think of like what's on your mind and that's what's going to help me acknowledge my feelings. What's what is truly in my mind versus always bottling it up, bottling it up, bottling it up until it pops. And having this talk with you always makes me refigure what is it Tony is thinking at this moment. This is my therapy. That's why I'm so grateful to always be able to speak to you. Ah, that's amazing. Thank you, Tony. It's it's really uh, appreciated, and I I too feel really good every time we've uh, connected and uh, coffees when you were coaching me when I was working with you like every single moment has always come out uh, in a way that's yeah made life better so yeah much appreciated amazing thank you Tony this is the freestyle way